welcome to Hope You're Ready, the podcast. I'm your host, Will, and my co-host this week is... Victor Strand. Okay, very cool. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? You you sound like you are most sleepy. No, <laughs> I'm not sleepy. Not mm. by a long shot. Okay. Just maybe relaxed. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, um, our episode today is being brought to you by Burley's Web Hosting. Uh, if you need a blog or if you need uh, hosting for your business, you can go to Burley's Web Hosting. You can find them, them at uh, burleyswebhosting.com. So, um, Victor, what's been going on with you? Um. I'm surviving. <laughs> That's about all I can say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm just surviving. It's, yeah. it's I I mean, it's just one of those days, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All I'm doing is surviving in this in this crazy world. Yeah, and the world the world is crazy to say the least. Well, I've been <clears throat> kind of busy. Um, I went on vacation. A couple of weeks ago, this is my, well, this was my second week back at work. And it took me until today to <laughs> kind of get back in the groove of things. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have a kind of heavy caseload right now. So uh, my clients were ready for me when I, <laughs> when I came back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's been all good. I just made my three years at my job. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, I can't believe it's been three years already. Um, and what else? That's about it. Um, planning this trip uh, for this organization I'm with for next year. Um, we oh, just, yeah. Yeah, we just put out the three options. Uh, we're giving people until, well, two two days from now um, to make the decision and whatever gets the most votes um, will be the trip we go on. Um, one is to Puerto Varada, um, in Mexico, at an <clears throat> all-inclusive resort. And then we have three options for cruises one to the west western uh, caribbean which i doubt uh, people will choose that just because of all the devastation um this hurricane season mm-hmm. um and then there's two there's one um cruise to mexico and then one to central america so you know, whatever people choose, I will most likely be excited about going. And we usually um, we're planning for October of 2018, so we like to give people time to pay and things like that. Oh yeah, and and you know, I was just thinking about, like you said, in certain areas that people might not want to necessarily travel there because maybe it's still devastated due to either hurricanes or Mm-hmm. just flooding or earthquakes or whatever has been going on. And I was just thinking, it seems like so much has been going on mm-hmm. in the world in terms of uh, natural disasters and such that it's almost like there's not that many places you can really go that used to be, I guess, like real big uh, tourist attractions and such. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you can get to those places still that haven't been hit by anything, it seems like, Maybe you should get them while you can because, right. you know, this. I mean, it's, it's really making a believer, you know, out of me when it comes to global war- warming and all of that type of stuff because it's, mm-hmm. it has to be something going on because there's a lot of these areas that either has never been hit by storms mm-hmm. that's getting hit or then there's pe- uh, areas getting hit by storms that, that while they usually get hit by a storm is like a storm like never ever seen ever you yeah. know and it's i don't know yeah and then it makes it worse because you know when the the hurricanes um that hit Houston and Florida 
then there was that uh, two earthquakes in Mexico. So because that hurricane devastation was going on, people noticed the earthquakes more because I'm thinking would, would people have even noticed the earthquakes if, you know, the hurricanes had been going on? Because, you know, you always have those people talking about, oh, it's the, we in the last days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How long have the, does this, this been some last long days. It's been yeah. in the last long days for probably a thousand or two thousand years, it seems. Yeah. I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's, well, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What was that comedian who said something about, uh, like, how the old, the, their old grandmother would always bring up, like, we're in the last, I think that might have been some more, something about, she would always bring up, like, we're in the last and evil day and all this kind of stuff when it would come to her going out to do something to enjoy her life or whatever. She'd be like, how about you be in your last and evil day? I'm not here trying to go <laughs> fuck and go enjoy myself. <laughs> you almost made me spit out my wine. <laughs> I was trying to do it, trying to sit quietly. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like I said, I'm surviving, and and it's like, how can how how about somebody else be in their last and evil day, <laughs> and I just find a way to be in my in my own little zone doing what I gotta do, mm-hmm. you know. But in terms of uh like in uh traveling and such, uh reminds me that you know I I'm an international traveler, and for the first time I'm going to get the opportunity to help my sister, uh, one of my sisters, uh, have her first experience along with her uh, daughter Mm -hmm. to travel abroad. Mm. And I'm actually kind of excited about it, you know, because it it makes me feel like it's my opportunity to be kind of a a tourist guide, I guess, and Mm -hmm. to uh, provide, you know, a new experience to her and to my uh, niece whom is, I believe she's six now, and I know somebody might be listening wondering, what do you mean she might be about six? <laughs> the thing is, I have not uh, met her. She was born while I was abroad, and I have not been able to get a chance to uh, get back to see her in quite some time. So this is going to be a very exciting uh, situation for me, and I've just, uh, as of today, I've sent her her, her itinerary. I put together a whole a week long trip for next year, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. Yeah, I bet because it's, mm-hmm. it's been a while, like you said. Yes, I can't believe how long it's been. <laughs> so, mm. I guess what threw me off is that that period of time that you did come back, like at the beginning. Yeah. It always seems like just yesterday, but then when I'm talking about I've been at this job for three years, I'm like, oh, right. okay. And I was gone even years before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Even <sighs> though I think I did your resume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time flies, time flies. Yes, it does. So um, I really didn't have um, an outline because I was like, we need to just catch up with the people. <laughs> so, yes. You know, um, we'll get back to the, the outlined um, topics next week. But um, is there anything going on entertainment-wise? I know you're always paying attention to something entertainment um, of course, there's always something going on, and uh, and I definitely have something to talk about. Uh, for those people that uh, have listened to our other previous episodes, uh, you would already understand that I tend to really follow this whole Bill Cosby situation. Uh, really, I'm just really intrigued by it. And uh, even though, even with that said, that's not going to be the main thing that I want to uh, talk about. But I did want to mention that I think back in August, his uh, 
I call it his rape trial tour had been uh, postponed, you know, and then, you know, there's been updates as well, you know, saying, I think as early as uh, the beginning of October, that uh, his lawyers had some kind of uh, victory after the court had declined to revive a defamation suit. I think this that might have been the defamation suit from, what's that woman? Uh, used to be on Top Model or whatever. Uh, anywho, she's, it's, not even, it, it's not even that important. But uh, I want to switch over from that whole situation that he's dealing with with being uh, accused of rape by all of these different women and such. And I want to move over to this whole, I believe his first name is Harvey. I'm not sure, but his last name is Weinstein or Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm just, you know, in the fact that he's kind of now, you know, itching his way up to being on the rape trial tour, so to speak. <laughs> You know, and and I'm getting my laughs out of the way right now. But, you know, it's it's he's of course, he's being accused of of, of a lot of sexual assault. And then that's whole that whole situation has seemed to, I guess, burn these a lot of people in Hollywood to speak out on how a lot of them basically have been either uh, sexually harassed by him or or groped by other directors that people still don't want to name and all of this type of thing, which uh, kind of triggers me in a sense when it comes to just the whole situation of, you know, the fact that this not only happens to adults, but we haven't reached into the situation where any children have been able to speak out, you know, because... I'm sure that, you know, this, this whole casting couch, quote unquote, casting couch situation, it, it happens all, all across the board. I mean, you have pedophiles, you have mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, people that are the big wigs in Hollywood. Yeah, because, you, you know, know, speaking of that, there's this former child movie actor. His name is Corey. It's one of the Corys. Um, I forgot. Uh, Corey Haim, maybe. And he's, uh, I read a story about he's going to, he's looking to raise money for a documentary because um, he and the other Corey that was big in the 80s, they're saying that they got passed around to directors back in the day and everybody knew it. I, th- I believe you're talking about Corey Feldman. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit up Miss Google. <laughs> <laughs> Google. I'm not that smart, Miss <laughs> Google. But it's now one thing. It's it's really crazy. It's I don't know what because there there is a difference between sexual harassment and sexual assault. Neither one is good um well but there there is that difference there right and then there's so many um angles of this uh whole topic which is why i decided to just speak on this because it it, is it was really bothering me ever since i've heard about this whole weinstein situation not to mention the fact that you know, this is this is something that's always ongoing. Whether we mention about a, a Harvey Weinstein or, or there's so many. What is there's a lot of different. This this isn't something new. You know, whether it be in Hollywood or whether it just be in the the lives of us regular folk. You know, this is something. And then one of the, you know you have another angle at it where you have people that will talk about how how the world or the media treats different races when it comes to their indiscretions in these type of things where you might have like, like why I started out with Bill Cosby and it's like his whole legacy and everything that he built his life on and his career on is basically tarnished and ruined. And there's even other people that were connected to him and his legacy that had nothing to do with the, the allegations being brought against him that are also having to suffer you know, due to this, yet you have somebody like Weinstein who is 
is I mean I've I mean I've heard that he's been fired from his his own company that he uh, co-founded, but I mean to me I feel like that's just only a formality for him to save face of his own company because I I feel like he's while they're putting out this whole story that oh he's being fired even though he had taken a in, taken a voluntary leave of absence from the company once everything came out it just seems like for me i just feel like he's going to be still working in some capacity within that company whether it be some you know even if we don't really know about it or he's going either way he's going to be somehow receiving royalties or payments or something from all of the efforts that his company has done you know so it's not like his legacy is is yeah. totally ruined. They're still gonna make movies. Yeah, and he won't be working there because I think I saw something that um, somebody's looking to purchase it. But like you said, he's gonna get because I'm sure he has stocks in the company, so he's right. getting paid regardless. Right. Um. It's. It's weird. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do about race because this is the only man, this man basically has more people than Bill Cosby. And right. when Bill Cosby was, you know, he, his stuff was out there, it just kept trickling in. So True. that's what it, what made it seem like longer. And, you know, this is kind of still, what, two weeks old at the time of this taping? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then there's still more people. And I saw an article, I don't remember who the director was, but um, 310 people have come out against this other director. So... You're right. It's it's just I don't know. Will it, it ever stop? Probably right. not. And it, yeah, it's just it's just you know one of the interesting angles at how you know these these type of situations, especially when it comes to Hollywood. You know, it's just it's so much that goes on, and it's so so much that goes on when it comes to one race or the other, which to me, I don't really even consider it that way. I'm just pointing it out for the listeners and everyone just to, this is something that is talked about, you know, when it, when these types of things uh, come out. But one of the things, the main thing that kind of really, and I've brought out the other couple of points, but one of the main things that kind of come out to me is once people start pointing out things like, why are they bringing this up now? Why did it take for one or two people to say something before all of these people start finally coming up after all of these decades later? You know, and I just feel like it's, it, it's not in these types of situations and these whole situations of being sexually assaulted in the first place. It's like, it's like there's so many layers to mm -hmm. that situation. They like, it's easy to end up getting buried in so many emotions and your coping mechanisms mm -hmm. and everything before you even realize how long your whole situation has been taking place. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like you can get into this whole thing of, first of all, you end up just coping with the mm -hmm. first time or two that something happens to you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're into this whole little thing. And then by the time you really are realizing what's really happening and that you're really tired and you're disgusted with everything is like a whole nother layer of do I say something yeah. now? If I say something now, it's already been all of these years yeah. and such to have passed by, then I'm going to be judged. Like they say, you people will end up judging the victim, you know, a lot of the times before they ever will uh, turn their sights to the actual perpetrator. And what makes it hard is in the the society we live in, and I guess it, it could be could have been always. You have to assume that you know some, maybe just a few, but somebody's gonna could come out and quote unquote 
joined the bandwagon and nothing happened to them or it could have been um, consensual. But I think even with that, I think that's so few and far between. Right. Um, Because some people are just crazy like that and will do stuff like that. But for women, I think, and for men too, but especially for women, I think it's hard because when you talk about actors and there's only like Harvey Weinstein, the Weinstein company, they produce like tons of movies. Yes. And it came out where he was using, you know, he would put stop projects if he didn't, um, they wouldn't hook up with him. So, and I'm sorry, if you're an actor and you're making like, you know, what, I'll just say a million dollars a picture. I'll just say $500,000 a picture. You're not going to be able to just say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go work as a, uh, as a cashier. Right. <laughs> you know? oh, I'm just going to pass up this half a million dollars because mm-hmm. I won't do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's why I mentioned that it's so many layers to these situations that, that causes the victim to even blame themselves. Like, for, and I can just, I'll just take it with the Hollywood situation that it can be like, well, I was really so hungry for this role, so mm-hmm. I did what I felt like I needed to do. Mm-hmm. At, at that moment, it could have been actually consensual just because even the, you know, or, or, or even if it wasn't technically consensual, the, 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 the other layer to it, it could just be the whole game that these type of predators will play on either the children or the uh, uh, coming, upcoming adult mm-hmm. actors or whomever. They play this mind, the, the, the type of person can play a mind game on you mm-hmm. to make you feel like this is consensual, that this is what you want. And what, what kind of pissed me off about the situation above, you know, I mean, the whole thing kind of <laughs> pisses you off. But when he, um, Harvey Weinstein is like, oh, I'm going to check myself into rehab. I have a sex addiction. And it's, it's really disingenuous because sexual assault is not about sex. <laughs> it's about power. Exactly. And, it, and if he, because I understand, because, you know, I can't see him, I understand he's an old fat guy. And if and he was, and if he was just Harvey Weinstein with no background in in movies, he right. wouldn't be doing this because he would have no power. Right. And you know when I don't know I I can't get in his head, but it's all about power. Anybody um, that perpetrates a sexual assault. Um, but it it's made me. I'm always careful about what I say to people, especially at work. Um, and I don't joke around, <laughs> like I don't talk sex or anything at work. I don't even right. tell people, you know, you know, you look nice or you smell good, whatever. I don't need right. that because that would be sexual harassment, and harassment is so. Was, it's all in the mind of the person that is experiencing it. You don't have to be meaning anything by it with sexual harassment, but if that other person takes it a certain way, it's your guilty until proven innocent in the work. I'm talking about regular, regular people. Right. Um, and and- Mm-hmm. And and when it when it comes to these predators and such, is is really, I think something that people some, uh, like I say, like it, it really it really does for for a victim of such things, it really does become like this whole mm-hmm. like being judged situation because it's like, ah, uh, 
Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry guys. This this is really, really triggering for me, but I feel like this is, is a topic that has to be said. It's like the predators, people don't realize that the predators they're, when you're a predator, you're you're really seeking out your prey. You're really they're study. They know who to go after. So a lot of times, those people, I feel those people that are so easy to just say, just say something. As soon as somebody touching you inappropriately, say something. Or those people that you know, mm-hmm. they just they feel like you know they can just you know say that. Mm-hmm. You know, well you're you're probably not the type of person that a predator like that is going to come at in the first place. Mm-hmm. You're going to be that, a threat to that type of person. And it would be great in this world if everybody were like you, but everyone is not that way. You know, the predator is seeking out those people who is either hungry for I'm just in, in the Hollywood terms, you're hungry for fame or you're hungry for this. Even if it's just, I'm just, I just want to be working in the industry. I don't, it don't have to be a certain dollar amount. I'm just hungry to uh, display my talent. And that same thing can even happen just in regular, in regular people's lives where it just give me somebody just trying to get a certain job. It can even be some, what, what some people might consider a crappy job as a cashier or, or or wherever, but the person who's standing in between them in that position may be a predator. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be someone within a family that mm-hmm. that just holds a certain level of authority over this child or over this whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can be that predator in that situation and they they will seek out this particular person and work their mind games or whatever and condition that child just like in the situation where people would even accuse of uh the late uh bishop eddie long that he conditioned conditioned a lot of the people that they claim he assaulted and i'm only saying claim because i don't know even though i may feel how i feel about what you know what i've seen and read but you know i the thing would have been that he would have had to condition these people over time Mm -hmm. to either become his sex slaves or to do whatever it is that he ended up getting them to do to where, like I mentioned before, the person in their first encounter or two may have actually felt like this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm, you know, this is what I need. This is what I'm ready to do. And then they later realized that over time, this is, this was something that was put into me and this is, you know, this is not the world I'm seeking. Right. It, it, that's, it just goes back to these people or predators or it's all about power and, you know, take the, I mean, it's hard to take the sex out of it, but if we focus on it's about power and then the sex is just like how they, I don't know, um, the, the personification of that power. Um, or kind of like their tool or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really trying to get off of this because I don't want to end up in the situation on this episode that's why mm-hmm. i tried to get my laughs out earlier and mm-hmm. such and and, and i'm i just want to give my last words on this and you can say what you know do how you want to do it but like i'm not, i don't want to be a person to say to someone who's in that situation oh just speak out or oh, just whatever because i understand that it's not as easy Easy, it's like I think there's an old lyric that says, "Easier said than done." Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 in that, with that in mind, I feel like, in in a lot of ways, it's not only uh, fucked up, but it's just one of those situations where I feel like there's no perfect uh, advice. Yeah. At least coming from from some from me, I'm just gonna say coming from me. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no perfect uh, advice to give in that situation because, like I said, it's easier said than done to just to just say, do speak out or just you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's it's 
And that's why I say I really can understand in this, in these types of situations, like with Weinstein and like with Bill Cosby and so many others that came before that, that it's crazy that we can't even remember all of the names of people that have had very similar situations. And some of them, from what I've heard, have, have continued on with their careers while some others have not. You know, yeah. and it's, it's just, you know. Yeah. And what's... That's all I got. <laughs> and what's sad, the most sad thing about it is as many people that have come out um, collectively um, in front of the cameras or to make a statement, it's so many more that haven't. Whether you talk about, you know, celebrities or regular old people like like us. It's, it's so underreported. And I think it's underreported because like you were saying earlier, it just gets into some people say, why didn't you say anything? Or why uh, 40 years later? And, you know, if you've not, not been through something like that, it is hard to understand because you've never been through it. Um, but I think ultimately those people feel, feel powerless. Yes. That's the main goal of the predator to make somebody powerless. And it's sad. All right. Um, well, are are we ready to move on from that? Cause I want, I have Mm -hmm. a, uh, um, I know I've told you about the the new Netflix series that's out called Mind Hunter, and I think that that's that we since we've been speaking about predators and such, I think that's just a perfect uh, plug to just suggest to anybody. I mean, I know they ain't paying me for this, but one of the things about that series is that they really get into the mind of these different types of predators and you just get to see it kind of play out and hear them speak mm-hmm. on why they might have done certain things the way that they've done them and why you know even situations that they may have faced you know that you know because the thing is just as the same way that the predators uh, are seeking out and and affect their prey these things that happen to the prey the victims it makes them who they are Everything that we experience in our lives helps to make us who we are. And, and the same thing goes for the predators as well. You know, and, and the, the, the mind hunter really kind of uh, has his way of exploring that. And I just wanted to mention that mm-hmm. for so any of the listeners that might not have heard about it or may have heard about it and just have not uh, had a chance to get into it yet. So is it uh, scripted or is it a, a documentary? How, it, what's the? Um, it seems it like, like a it's a. Mockumentary? It seems like. Um, when I when I hear mockumentary, I think of comedy. <laughs> but no, it's I not, mean like it's like um, it's a, a scripted show, but yeah. in the style of a, a documentary. Yeah, that's. I, I think that would probably a, be a good, better way to explain it. I guess it's it's um, probably more like a mockumentary because it deals with real, um, you know, like Ed Kemper, uh, the B two, the BTK. I think it's BTK Strangler, and like a lot of different big, uh, like um, mass murderers and such. Okay. And, you know, and as long as, as I mean, as well as the earlier days of the developments of the FBI, how they were able to uh, analyze these different uh, guys, I almost called them creatures. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, um, yeah, and as well as, you know, the whole development on how they uh, came up to the terms of serial killers and how did they, you know, come to describe these creatures as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a, it's I'll say it is it's almost a soul burn in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of uh, Netflix series is, are kind of like that. But when you mm-hmm. as you get into it, it really develops the characters. Even though you really get to you know, I guess mm-hmm. I think that it they do it that way so that you can 
kind of develop a care for the, the different cast members as well as learning the, you know, different pieces of the story that will end up developing and, and growing and, and, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. cool. Unlike um, most Netflix series. Um, yeah, me too. Because they they put a lot of money into it and you can tell and they're getting like these big actors from like movies and stuff to be in these like quote unquote TV uh, shows. Um, mm-hmm. Cause the one I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago, one day at a time, which is like a, a remake of the TV show. It's really good. And I really don't, watch a lot a lot of comedy shows i mean i do but not often but i got through that one i um i vegged out on it <laughs> so I, I finished it um you had a you had a netflix and chill with yourself <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> had my wine to the side yeah yeah, that's some good. That's some good stuff. I mean, Netflix is definitely doing it these days. Mm-hmm. And it's only eight dollars. <laughs> you know what? I, I I was just about to say we're gonna need uh, sponsorship from good old Netflix. Yeah, come on Netflix. We didn't for real we two shows in the past two two minutes. And, we'll, and I'm thinking we might have promoted some others in the past that I might not even be thinking about. Yeah. I mean, just go back through yeah. the past episodes and listen. If there's anybody out there listening that knows some people that know some people that know Netflix, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a share button that you can play it back. You can get them to subscribe. And I'm not even much kidding. Mm-hmm. Not even much. That means I'm not joking. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Well, I've always, well, not always, but I've had a Netflix account for some time. <clears throat> and why I like Netflix is because they do the audio description, which for those that may not have listened to the podcast before, audio description is like closed captioning for the for the blind. Um, and I was, I'm proud to be part of the organization American Council of the Blind that worked with Netflix over, I know it was well over more than a year uh, for their original programming to put audio description because we have money too. And, you know, you just turn it on or turn it off <laughs> and right. you you get it. And I just have to give a big a big ups to to Netflix because you know they didn't have to do that they could have caused us to sue them for it and no telling what would have happened and i think once they learned cuz i i think most people don't think about people with disabilities i know i didn't before i lost my sight i knew blind people existed <laughs> but i was moving so much in my own lane I didn't think about it until you know it happened and I'm like oh it's all these blind people out here are all these people with this and this and this disability so that's interesting it's like not until you became blind were you able to see that there were other blind you know when when I still had some like periphery vision, I saw my first blind person where I actually saw them. Um, and somebody, they were getting in a cab and the, the cab driver t- was taking them to the cab. That was the very, well, the only blind person I had ever noticed before that point. It's kind of like, I think, like, when I would would buy a new car, I would notice all the cars that were like mine when I was driving. Right. (laughs) So we get get so caught up in just not even living life, making it through life. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The same 
routine. They just surviving. They out. And we we most times have our blind blinders on with that periphery is not that we're just looking straight forward or straight down and doing what we got to do and then starting all over again. Like a racehorse. Mm-hmm. And not till, you know, when I could, could still see, I was always talking about, oh, I want to leave Houston. Um, oh, I want to travel. I didn't start traveling until I lost my sight. That's crazy. <laughs> I no, mean, it's not yeah. crazy, but to the average person, that's crazy. Because I'm like, you know, if not now, when? I was stuck in that rut trying to, and I'm trying to make a dollar. I'm still, you know, concerned <laughs> about making a dollar. But I'm like, you know what? What good is the money that you get if you're not enjoying it? I know I got the, you know, we all got to pay bills. And that's another story because I think this country is set up now where you can't be a single income home anymore. Um, Everywhere is, the cost of living is so, it's going up so much and it's leaving wages behind. Um, So that, that's another story. But You know, I used to do that. Um, Go to work, come home, go to work, go home. And then when I start talking to my partner, it's like, we got to get out of here and do something. It doesn't have to be expensive. We can can stop around and get the best deal. Or we can go do travel here because there's this special going on. And don't think about that special when you're there enjoying it. So right, yeah, that's like where it, I'm at as well in my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's always some stuff you can do, with, no matter your budget. We can do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like even, YOLO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's just watching a movie, because <clears throat> like we tend to go. We love wine bars. We love wine bars. And we'll I wish go, I was hanging out with you guys in some wine bars. Oh, because the I first time... I friends. <laughs> when I first moved here, that's the first thing I looked for. I was like, I need to find a, a, a bureau. I can't say a, a brewery. I know that's not how you say it, but shut up. <laughs> or you know wine. what he said. <laughs> <laughs> or a wine bar. And I got on the phone... On the, my phone and was like okay and i found one that was close saw some good ratings and i have uh, a a friend that lived that had already lived here and told my partner and my friend i was like let's go to this wine bar and we're you know we're all uh well my friend that lives his vision impaired he can see uh, a little bit but we were, um, he was doing paratransit. So he was like, how long are we going to be there? What time? And we're getting there and leaving. I said, let's be there for uh, four hours. He was like, what? Four hours? Four. And every time we go, we're there at least five hours. <laughs> they back, they know us. <laughs> and when, yes. we don't, when we don't go... Um, one of the ladies that works there, I work with her husband. He's an attorney, and she'll send a message, send a message through him, talking about where have you been? We haven't seen you. So, and it's little stuff like that. And we're not spending a lot of money because they have really good prices. I'll go ahead and say, yeah. Crew Wine Bar. Yes, they have good prices, and mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything from that. But I'll probably get a little something when I go back. they have good prices and we can sit there on the patio under the the big umbrella and sit there and talk and eat it's just relaxing especially you know I work hard (laughs) my job can be stressful I don't care what anybody says and sometimes I just need to unfucking wind yep and, and you know when you when you find when you at when you're at any bar any bar for like five hours or more, 
you know you done found a good bar. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you either ran out of money mm-hmm. because the bar is too expensive or something. You end up running out of money or you end up just leaving early because you bored with the place. Right. And you need something right. else, somewhere else to go. But when you had a bar mm-hmm. for that long, you, you, you found you a good bar to come back to. Mm-hmm. And we go, we do the brunch on Sunday. And it's just nice because usually on Sunday, if I'm just here by myself, I'm like, I either sleep or I'm, I read a lot. So I'm either reading something and I need that too. Sometimes I don't feel like going out. I need that. And I can't speak for any other blind person, but when I go out, I feel like I got to be on point. Well, whether I was, whether I'm blind or not, I feel like I got to be on point for me, but I feel that added pressure um, being blind because you I don't know quite how to describe it but other than you feel like you got to be on point but when I'm in my house I don't have to worry about that um, I can just relax what they used to say relax relate release yeah. <laughs> Was like, that on a different world? Yes, Debbie Allen said it. <laughs> <laughs> but even when I take the dog out, you know, I'm like, okay, don't trip over this. Or, you know, I think about those things because I feel like I'm representing blind people because most people have never seen a blind person up close and personal. You know, that's very interesting that you would say that that way because, you know, like I, as I mentioned that I'm an international traveler and a black male, I tend to feel like I have to be on point as well anytime mm-hmm. I'm out. Even if I just walk across the street to a store or anything, I feel like I'm representing mm-hmm. black men. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't know whether that's right or wrong or whatever, but that's how I feel. And then when mm-hmm. I meet new people in different countries or whatever, I just feel like I may just be the only black male that they might ever meet in their whole life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can at least be a good representation. Not only just of, for myself, because I'm I'm a good person, in, good person when I want to be anyway. So, <laughs> when you want to be. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to keep it as, as real as I can. Um, that almost... <laughs> I'm gonna at least be on my on my stuff, you know. I'm gonna at least be on my thing of representing, Mm -hmm. you know, the best me that I Mm -hmm. I always do it anyway. But in even even more so when I'm, you know, in that situation, like you said, you know, you just feel like you got to be on point when you're going out or when you're, you know, meeting new folks or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't um, believe I just did that. (laughs) 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 So that's basically been it with me. I've been, you know, you you can't get away from politics, but um, over the past week, you know, I hear the noise, but. Oh, goodness, don't we all. I'm not. Well, let me say one thing about <laughs> Oh, gee. Um, and it's not going to be really in-depth, and it's not going to be talking about policy or anything like that. But I wish, I just wish that those people that hate Trump would quit riding his tip all the time. Because this man knows what he's doing in yes, yes, yes. people from the real issues. And Democrats and, you know, I'll say Trump haters, um, they fall into it every fucking time. And that's the part, the reason where I'm like, I hear the noise, but I'm trying to, not to pay attention to it. Because I'm like, this man is doing a lot of stuff. And I mean, no president is perfect by any means. But like I wrote on Facebook 
at after we found out he won. I said Obama was not perfect, but I felt like he cared for me even though he didn't he had never met me. And this man, I feel like he hates me even though he's never met me. Um and just based on the things that he's doing, not the not the stuff, not the tweets, not the not the you know the press conferences and all that the stuff that the people that he put in place that they're doing to the country and nobody's talking about that and that irritates me and that's why i'm like i'm not listening to the noise so i get my 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 news from podcasts because i know you know i'm only going to listen to somebody that I at least know they're going to be talking about something. You know, they're going to bring up something for ratings. It's about ratings. But at the same time, a podcast, they're free to talk about uh, things in detail. Um, like the Angela Rye. She has a new, a fairly new podcast called All One with Angela Rye. Black lady. And she she can be ghetto an attorney she's on cnn all the time and she'll tell you she ghetto she like ratchetness she likes the <laughs> reality shows but she sounds like this about right if her show is called on <laughs> and she, i was like what <laughs> and she's dating common uh, oh so, goodness I'm so jealous. that's a finest man mm-hmm. tell you what hallelujah I'll tell you an, I'll tell you another one if she don't want him no more hmm. <laughs> I can tell her where to send him but I like I like her podcast because she's not apologetic uh, because of her blackness she's smart um, you know sometimes kind of like we were talking about kind of representing um she's like she's an attorney she's a political analyst she used to be the executive director of the um the uh national the congressional black caucus and so she's able to get these you know politicians on her podcast and they really delve into stuff and i like that even if it's a Republican, if they're going to be talking about policy, I don't want to hear, you know, everything Obama did was, was bad. Tell me why it's bad and make it make sense. You know? My thing was like, didn't, was, uh, it seemed like to me the, the media and such used to be like unbiased. It seemed like that used to be the thing. And now it seems like the thing is, so many opinion pieces and stuff going on. That's why I don't follow well, politics because I just want to hear what happened. I don't want to hear like all of these trigger words and other things they try to throw in there to make you feel how they want you to feel about it instead of just telling you what happened. Well, I don't want to say that I don't want to hear any opinion. The I think the best um, and I'm talking about American news to me at this point is the PBS news hour it used to be hosted by Jim Lehrer. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it well because they, on Friday, they have Brooks and Shields. Uh, Brooks is a, wait, <laughs> Shields is a, a liberal and Brooks is a, a conservative. What the? They, they don't do all that stuff they deal with policy and they they're on there for like no more i don't even think it's 10 minutes and then the, i'm like the moderator will ask a question and boom that's it i can stand that because i think news was designed to get people to think outside the box what's happened now is news is owned by media companies. Mm-hmm. And media companies 
only think about ratings. MSNBC is owned by Comcast. Fox is on, um, you know, owned by Fox, which right. is a movie company first. Right. Um, and so they're all about those advertising dollars as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so they got to get those clicks. They got to get those yep. those people to tune in and they, whatever they got to say or do, they got to gonna do that. But my question with Brooks, Brooks and Shields, mm-hmm. yep. I'm just like, is Brooks Shields on there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shields, Shields is a frumpy, older white guy. And David Brooks, I think his name is Mark Shields. And then David Brooks. David Brooks. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> David Brooks is a conservative writer for, I think he works for the New York Times now. And I'm like, you know, they're conservative, and they're going to get <laughs> their point across for what they believe based on their values, but they're not demonizing the other because they think like this. Right. And 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 and. And that's, you know, that's good that they're able to, to do that. And my thing, like, even, like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to hear any opinion at all. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather hear opinions from people that's actually, like, ex- experts or something in that industry mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't want to, like, tune into, like, a local news or even a CNN or something like that where they just, the usual host is just up there always ranting about something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would rather that person not rant and just bring in the, the experts or whatever and let them rant if that's what they feel like they need to do because they will actually have at least some kind of knowledge or something, you know, to be able to speak mm-hmm. from, you know, well, that they can, in their experiences or whatever. Or like, um, like Rachel Maddow. She tells you she's a liberal. She's not a newscaster. She's an opinion person. She tells you that. But what I like about her is, you know, when Obama was in office and she's like, she's a Rhodes Scholar. And she wrote a book on uh, American military and basically how it's been how we got to this um, military industrial complex things. I like because she disagreed with Obama, you know, not as much as she does with Trump, but she's a liberal. Um, And so I like her and sometimes she gets kind of out there, but again, it's not that crazy stuff. In my opinion, I don't. I guess a conservative could say, you know, it is crazy, but that's why I just typically watch podcasts because, you know, doing that stuff they do on TV, they can't do that for like an hour straight with no commercials and stuff. It'll be it'll get old real fast. So. Who knows? Who knows? True. Yeah. Well, it seems like we had a lot to talk about (laughs) this time. And um, we'll have more next week. So um, come on back and be sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes, which, of course, you know that because you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) but subscribe leave a comment and share because that's how we're going to be known and be sure to let us know what you want to hear us talk about our um, email is hyrpodcast at gmail.com did I get it right that time (laughs) yes hyrpodcast at gmail.com all right So until next time, later.